Hello, and welcome to the Bible Study Live podcast. My name is Matt Davenport. My wife, Nancy, and I are co-founders of Bible Study Live, and we'd like to thank you for joining us today. Bible Study Live is just what the title implies, a live Bible study conducted on social media where we often interact with those who join us through the platform. This whole production is simply about the amazing Word of God. Our study is live and unprepared without a set of notes. Instead, we come before the Lord asking the Holy Spirit to do the revealing and all the leading and teaching. And He always does. Well, don't mind us. Good morning. God bless you. Thank you for stopping by and joining us for our morning Bible study, kitchen table Bible study, because that's, we're at our kitchen table, so that's what we call it that. It's not complicated. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're working on trying to complicate it as much as we can. Exactly, yeah. Anyway, so we're going to start this morning with our Bible verse of the day. And so, Nancy, take it away. All right. Bible verse of the day comes from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, one that we're all familiar with. Mm -hmm. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. That's very interesting to me. This verse comes up, you know, randomly, huh? random, um, after a conversation yesterday at church about all the doors. Yeah, that Pastor taught on. Uh huh. Yeah. Doors. Yeah. About all the doors that are wide open to us, and then today we say knock, and it would be open. Yeah. I think what's funny is we have this tendency to go right to. Now, just by the way, in case you're looking for something and you're asking and you're not getting an answer, blah, blah, blah. Well, yes. yep, that, there's, there is that. And the Bible teaches us we can ask a mess. Yeah. But I think one of the biggest struggles that we have is we don't ask. Well, that, and people seem to have this uh, idea that they can't ask for simple things or mundane things or mm-hmm. a, a superficial things or whatever they want to label it. They think that they can't ask for those kind of things. And that's not true. God is interested in every itty-bitty little detail of our lives. One of the reasons that that particular aspect of it is important is because it builds relationship between us and God. Of course it does. And that relationship is what carries us. It's what leads us. It's what guides us. If there is no relationship, there is no connection to God. Right, and he is a caring God, and so people have said, and I've seen this written, posted, or whatever, it's like, you know, my my puppy is sick. Is it okay if I ask God to help me with my puppy? Right. Yeah, it's sure. okay. Uh, I mean, the Absolutely. least you can do is say, Absolutely. you know, say, say no, and he's not going to do that because he knows your heart and he knows your needs, and exactly. so yeah, so it's okay to ask for little things that seem to mean nothing to everybody else. So this morning, (laughs) we are continuing in our study with um, the book of James, and we are about halfway, a little over halfway through the first chapter, 
And we are in the paragraph that starts with verse 16. Now, I know that in some versions of Scripture, that paragraph is kind of moved around a little bit. But we're going to be doing 16 through 18, finishing off that paragraph. And then tomorrow, we'll probably start off with 19. Let's pray with the Word and get going. Father, we love you and we thank you so much for your presentation of your understanding and your history to us in this book and this this book as a whole and we we thank you for that we invite your holy spirit come this morning and teach us lead us and guide us watch over us give us revelation help us to understand help us to be impacted by the word this morning that we will carry that with us we pray this lord jesus in your name amen Okay, let's get uh, let's get going. I'm going to read from verse 16. Again, we are in James chapter 1, verse 16, and we're going to read down to verse 18, and then we'll probably focus this morning on 18. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. All right, so um, I did a little research, and sure enough, uh, I was correct in my assumptions that the terminology used by James to describe God, the Father of Lights, is only used one time in Scripture. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I would, it, the interesting thing was, is I was thinking when I when we read it last week, so, you know, I don't think that's used more than once or twice, or I didn't know. So I did some research, and yeah, it's correct. The only time it is used is in this particular um, passage. Yeah. There's a lot to it, yeah. and it, it and it 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 would uh, it would be a great study. But we want to focus on verse 18, so let's go ahead and continue there. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Now, as you know, we don't typically do a whole lot of study ahead for these, uh, trying to get the, you know, to let the Holy Spirit do his revelation. Uh, but I did look at another version of this uh, passage. And in the Passion, I like the way it handles the last part of this. Uh, calling us uh, his favorites. That's kind cool. of a first fruit, yeah. and they're translating it to his favorites. Now, of course, that's a person's translation. Blah right. blah blah. We get into that right. for hours, but it's just it's just a it's it's a remarkable thing that God that He had this plan uh, for us individually and corporately. In other words. Um, when we talk about somebody famous, you know, and, and they're in a movie, okay? Well, there's hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions who are touched by that role that that person plays. Mm -hmm. In God's case, we see the, the grandeur of, of his creation, but he knows us individually. So, you know, a human being can only know so many people and actually have, in fact, they usually say it's about 50 people and that's about it, that they can actually get to know, not just 
be able to shake their hand and say, hey, it's good to see you this morning. You know, they say this about pastors. Right. You got 50 people that can, that a pastor could actually significantly interact with. Yeah. You know, wow. spend, spend uh, more than a, than a, a pastor. That's typical because the human brain, you know, that's just life. That's why if you go to a church of two or three or 400 people or 500 people, something like that, and you get all bent out of shape because the pastor didn't shake your hand every Sunday, then you just have to get over that because well, that's just the way it is. Yeah. <clears throat> just that process alone would take three hours. Yeah. So anyway, my, my point is, is the, the ability that we get the chance to not just know of the father of lights, but we get that he's concerned about us. He's concerned about our moment to moment. And, in, in in this world of technology and statistics and everything, we think about that, the logistics of that, and we've talked about this before too, of God knowing each one of us. And we have to get past the reality of um, human limitations. Mm -hmm. Okay, human limitations say you can't know but 50 people. We, we know that's about it. That's the limit. And only the very extraordinary bump it up to 75 or 80. It's just not humanly possible. But but God in his great majesty and enormity, he gets, he's different. He's not limited by human capacity. He is is involved in every single, here's, here's just a reality of this, of this truth. He knows the hearts and minds of every single person on the planet. You know, we have to get past the, the we, we try to, we try so hard to compare him to human understanding and so that we can, we can grasp it. And, and that's what gets us in trouble. You got to stop trying to grasp everything about God because you're just not going to. It's just that simple. He's yeah. just not going to. He's yeah. he's so far beyond what what we understand. But the reality of that, and the great reality, the wonderful reality of all that, is that he still knows me personally. Right. You know, he takes the time to deal with me. He's able to do that because of who he is, not because of who he's not. So, in other words, we I'm not able to do that because I have knots in my life. There are there are lots of knots. N O T S. There's lots of knots in my life. <laughs> you know, I'm not a, a world renowned speaker. I'm not rich. I'm not famous. I'm not all those things. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what I have achieved. He doesn't care what I haven't achieved. He just cares about relationship. All those things are part of our relationship, but he just, more than anything, he just wants to be in relationship with me. Yeah. And that's, that's a really big deal. Okay. Yeah. Of his own will, he brought us forth. In other words, he chose. It was his will. It was his choice. It was his desire to bring us forth. Now, I like this because it doesn't say just bring us forth. In other words, in other words, move us from from being sinners into a life of of Christianity, a life of relationship with God. It was his will, his choice. There's a reference in Hebrews that says, For the joy set before him, Jesus approached the cross. He came to the cross. Jesus took on the cross for the joy set before him. There was a plan in place. There's always been a plan in place. God does nothing without a plan, and God has the freedom to choose to break the plan, but he doesn't. So in the garden, when man sinned and fell from his graces, God said, but there's 
there's a there's a, a time coming when the enemy will be crushed and life will return into the relationship that it's been before it is in other words mm -hmm. in other words what happened in the garden uh, the negative that happened in the garden was undone because of what Jesus did here on earth in the garden isn't that yeah both one oh, it's quite a coincidence oh, no, there's no coincidence there all right so god god of his own will of his own desires he brought us forth by the word of truth <clears throat> what is the word of truth understand that when god speaks god doesn't lie he doesn't say he doesn't make anything up as he goes it's he's not just trying to you know just to satisfy people you just say whatever people want to hear if 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 god did if God said and did whatever people wanted to hear and know, you'd have to throw out most of the Bible. Because God works on his own sovereignty. He works, he works under the auspices of absolute perfection, and there's nothing that can be done about it. And sometimes that absolute perfection interferes with our wants and desires and messes with our lack. Mm -hmm. So when God does stuff, it's always perfect. And truth is part of perfection. So, he brought us forth by the word of truth. The Lord speaks. God always speaks truth. He always speaks justice. He always speaks love. He always speaks mercy. These are all part of the things that when God speaks. The word of truth is meant to guide us. In other words, truth, truth comes out and tells us, okay... This has to be fixed before this can be fixed. Okay, let me give you an example, okay? You're driving in your car and you're and it's cold outside and your heater stops working. The truth is the truth is the heater's not working and you're going to get cold. So that truth, that reality that's there will guide you into fixing the heater. Mm -hmm. You may have needed to fix it before. You may have known about problems that was coming up, whatever. The reality is, is that truth of the heater's problem will guide you to fixing the heater. Now, if you choose to ignore that truth, if you choose to ignore that truth, you can deal with the cold. <laughs> it's, it, it's just, yeah. it's what's going to happen. You're yeah. going to, you can deal with the cold and that will be a trial and trouble in your life make it difficult to travel in the cold weather the truth of God is something we often try to ignore but it's not meant to make us ill or difficult or have a difficult life or that's not what it's for it's meant to guide us to him yeah. when he reveals truth to us it's not to say hey stupid this is how it's supposed to be. What's wrong with you? That's not what it's there for. In Ephesians it says, it says, speak the truth in love. See, there is a grace that comes with truth that we miss because we're so worried about reality being taken care of and you're doing this wrong and you're doing that wrong. And Because people are in, uh, in opposition to the things of the Holy Spirit, to the things that the Word teaches us, we want to throw truth at them. Right. Fix yourself. What's wrong with you? <clears throat> That's not what it's there for. Truth is meant 
to guide us to that person and change us. And that's why it says, He brought us forth by the word of truth. So when 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 James says he brought us forth, he's not he's not talking about uh, physical birth. He's talking about the change that takes place in our lives. He brings us to a new place in the spirit. And it's the truth of who he is. It's that truth of his word that guides us to that place. So when he says he brought us forth by his will, this is this was God's desire all along. It always has been. It still is. Brought us forth by the word of truth. He brings us into that place of being born again through the truth that God has spoken to us through his word. And when we're talking about his word, we're not only talking about the written word, but we're talking about the, the spiritual word that came to us in the flesh, i.e. Jesus. Okay. That we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. There is a there is a reason why the animals on the earth are significantly less intelligent than us. There's a reason why they are animals and we're not. God always intended mankind to be his first fruits, his favorites, those who would have that communication with him through the flesh, through the spirit, and so on. All right. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you for stopping by and joining us this morning. I apologize. I think we went a little bit long. But hey, listen, we are going to get back on live in February. Um, so we look forward to that connection with you guys. Have a blessed day. If you have a prayer request or any needs, let us know. You can send us a, an email at live at, excuse me, Bible study life at yahoo.com. And uh, we promise to get back to you as soon as possible. Bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope and pray that you've received something from God's Word during our study. As mentioned, if you need prayer, or if you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to contact us through our website, connectionlife.org, or you can send us an email at biblestudylife at yahoo.com. Thanks, and God bless you.